This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to the Clay Young Show. Oh, yeah. You know, this is one of those shows that I'm so excited to have because it is the subject of our show today is not only someone who did something positive that had an impact directly on the people he was dealing with, he is dealing with, but it had a widespread impact on people's perspective about what they do and their impact on young people. And I got to tell you, man, I'm, I'm just excited. What's going on, folks? Welcome to the Clay Young Show here on podcast225.com, iTunes, and also available on the Talk 107.3 mobile app. Climbing that ladder with these shows, all of these episodes here. This is, you know, I got to look it up because it's been so many and I don't keep up with it all the time from week to week. This is episode 160, 160, and I'm glad to have you here with the show. Our guest on today's edition is Lamont Cole, who is the principal at Community School for Apprenticeship Learning, Apprenticeship Learning. Uh, We call it CSAL around here, and he did something so amazing that it is making national news, and I think he's even getting reached out to from people in other parts, on other parts of the the globe, because it was so amazing. Uh, Lamont Cole is a city council member. He represents District 7 on the Baton Rouge City Council, known around here as the Metro Council, but even bigger than that, he is an educator. He's a tough guy. Uh, He's going to shoot you straight on things. I've known him for a while. And that's the thing about him is even not being a politician or an elected is that wouldn't be the way I would describe Cole. I would say, man, that dude is an educator all the way through from top to bottom. That is his heart. That is his passion. And this was an example of that passion. For those of you who don't know, a leap testing statewide uh, standardized testing began earlier this week as we record this show. And on the Monday morning of the beginning of the LEAP testing, Lamont Cole, who's the principal at CSAL, did something special for his kids. He had written personal messages of encouragement and motivation to every one of his students in that school. How many students, you ask? 279. Now, there are more details as to how this happened, but I want you to hear them from him. I was blown away by it in a positive way. It was just one of the most amazing things I personally had ever seen because I know the impact a positive, engaged, switched on educator can have on the life of a kid. I can remember the teachers who told me to believe in myself or the ones, because I was such an individual, kind of still am and fiercely think for myself, but teachers who saw that as not me trying to be, I don't know, a troublemaker or go against the grain for the sake of, of causing trouble or be contrarian. It's just I, I wanted to think for myself. And they encouraged it. They just, you know, they encouraged me to use good judgment, even when you make your own decisions. Don't just do the opposite because you think that, well, everybody's doing this, I want to do that. And all of those encouragements along the way, and I still remember professors and teachers in school and 
And I just tell you, the impact of an educator is often undervalued and underrated in our society. And Lamont Cole is an example of somebody who is in this for the long haul. And so I can't wait to talk with him. So let's take a quick break and we will come back with Lamont Cole to talk about what he did at CSAL that's making waves around the world. That discussion is next. Promote your business or organization on Podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. Posting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. You know, this time of year, most people enjoy South Louisiana weather in the evenings, being outside. And one of the only things that could ruin that is a mosquito bite. They're painful and they're not so great for your kids John Conroy, the founder and owner of PestOp, your do-it-yourself pest control solution, can help you eliminate the problem, correct? We really can. We've, we have a couple of products. We have these handheld foggers mm-hmm. uh, that you can... Love those things. Oh, yeah, they're cool. You can put them on the patio and just hit this little remote button, and there it goes go. off for a few seconds, mm-hmm. and the wind kind of pushes it around. Yep. We also have a liquid that is a synthetic pyrethroid that you apply on the lawn, and most important application is going to be the underside of the leaves of your shrubbery. Okay, okay. And it can last up to three months between applications. Okay, so in the Baton Rouge area, we're outside a lot. How can I buy this? Well, combined see us. Our store is located at 806 O'Neill Lane. That's about a block south of Old Hammond Highway. Or give us a call with questions at 273-4788. Visit the showroom, get the information at Pest Stop. Welcome back to The Clay Young Show. Back with Lamont Cole, who is the principal of the Community School for Apprenticeship Learning, known as CSAL around these parts. And he is in the center of one of the most amazing school stories you can ever hear. Many of you around here in the Baton Rouge area have seen the story on the news or you may have read about it in the newspaper and uh, Lamont and I go back and I saw this the other day and I, you know, I, I texted you, man, to just say, keep up the great work. I was so blown away by it. First up, how you doing today? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for calling. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, so let's talk about this. Where did you get the idea to do this? Well, honestly, every year I write a personalized card to all of my teachers at Christmas time, you know, just to thank them for their hard work, their dedication. And uh, one of my teachers told me, we were talking about ways to motivate the kids. And she said, you should do that for the kids. I said, give them all a card. She said, you should write them all a personal note. And I started thinking about it. <clears throat> and so we, she and I started trading ideas about how to best do it. And she showed me a picture on Pinterest where uh, people were doing different things. And I saw where somebody had taken a note and pasted it on the desk. And so she said to me, you ought to just write on the desk with a dry erase marker because they're not going to be able to keep that note paper to the desk. And I said, you want me to write on 279 desks by myself? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, well, I think the kids so appreciate it if it came from you. And I said, uh, you know, I, I like the idea, but that's a lot. That's a lot. And that's going to take a really long time. And I went home clean, I'll be honest with you. I was thinking about it Friday. I thought about it all day Saturday. And then... Saturday night, I said, you know what, if 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 all it's going to take is one day out of my life, if it'll have an impact on one child, 
it's worth it. So I went to the school and I, you know, I just got started and I didn't stop till I finished with everybody. You know, and all the time that I've known you, you are now a member of the city council and you are involved in so many projects and things that are happening in communities. And we'll talk a little bit about our, our canvas and Gus Young in, in a bit. But the thing about you that I will most uh, say if someone asks me to describe you is he is a quintessential educator. He is he is Joe. He's Joe Clark. He is that guy who is a father to every kid in his school and their defender. I mean, I want you to talk a little bit about that, man, because I just think that is so important, specifically coming from an African-American male as you are mentoring these kids. Why is that? Why? Where does that passion come from? Well, I didn't have a father growing up. And for me, school was refuge because I lived in a really tough neighborhood, really tough neighborhood. And um, interestingly enough, I had a pretty good relationship with my principal in middle school. But I recognized the other kids did not. Not everyone had the same type of relationship I had with my principal in, in middle school, Charles Stevenson at Capitol Junior High School. And when I got into education and the idea of me becoming a principal came up, I said, I want to make sure every single student I come in contact with has the same relationship with me that I had with my principal when I was in middle school. And so I got into this work. And so when I started, I wanted to connect with every child. So I I walked down the hall and I would try to meet every single student, but not just meet them, know something about them, what their likes are, what their dislikes are, what kind of clothes they wear, what type of sports they're into, what type of music they listen to, where they live, what their families do with what they uh, do on the weekend, I wanted to know. So I realized in order for me to do that, I had to spend time with my students. So when I go to work in the morning, I don't spend time in the office. I spend time interacting with students. I meet with them every single day. I meet with every single child every day. All teachers and all students, we meet together. We talk about the expectations for the day. We talk about the expectations for the week. And I say we talk. I don't just talk to them. They talk back to me about what the challenges are in the school. I spend my time eating lunch with them every day. I sit in the cafeteria, and I eat lunch with a different group of kids. I walk in and out of classes every day. I I feel like it's really important to create, sustain, and maintain positive relationships with the students. Because if you have a relationship with a child, they'll be less likely to do something to really disappoint you. They're still children. They're going to make mistakes. Absolutely. But what I learned is we see – children being put out of school frequently. Well, if I know you and I know your family and you make a mistake, I'm not going to put you out of school. I'm going to correct the undesirable behavior and we're going to keep moving forward. If I know you as a family member, if I begin to treat you like a family member, you don't put your families out of the family. You may not talk to them for a little while, but they stay in the family. So I'm not going to put you out of school. I may not talk to you for the rest of the day, but you're going (laughs) to stay in school. When I see you the next day, it's all over with. That's behind us. Let's move forward. So I, I, I feel like I believe in what the research has told us. Children do much better when they feel like they know someone on campus and they can connect with someone uh, that they feel will be there for them. And I try to help my students understand I'm going to be here for you. So when I sat there and I wrote those notes, Clay, I wanted them to know I meant that. I'm here for you. I believe in you. And here's why I believe in you, because you're this person. You have a nice smile. You're energetic. You're fun to be around. You're a natural leader. 
you're really intelligent. You work really hard. So every single one, I wanted them to know, I know you. I know you like basketball. I know you like to wear those high socks to school. <laughs> you're an individual who's unique. And I know that and I recognize that about you. And I want you to know, before you take this test this week, I care. I believe in you. And no matter what happens, I'm going to still be here when the testing is over. So that's really what it's about. There were 279 students who got a personal note from their principal. How many kids are in CSAL, Lamont? 279. 279. So for people out there thinking about it, giving up that kind of time and doing this for these kids, and I was reading in the Advocate article some of their feedback, and, and then they quoted some of what you had written to some of the kids. When the first kid came up to you after having seen the note, what was their reaction? And then how did you feel after seeing your impact on them? Honestly, their reaction, reactions were mixed. Some kids didn't believe I wrote them all. <laughs> and then kids who took pictures started looking at the handwriting saying, whoever wrote this was the same person. Play one kid asked me to write it again. And I wrote it again and she was like, you really wrote that to me. I was like, yeah, I did. <laughs> and so, you know, then the word started spreading real quick that I had actually done it all. And um, different emotions. A couple of kids cried. You know, a couple of kids walked up to me and said, thanks, that really meant a lot. You know, I got a lump in my throat uh, as kids were saying different things. You know, one little boy, they talk about in the paper, he kept reading his over and over and over again out loud. And um, the kids were laughing, saying he kept saying, I can't believe he wrote this about me. I I can't believe it. You know, so different, but it made me feel good about being able to be there for them. Children need somebody to know they care, you know, and I do. I really care about my students. I love my students, and I want them to know that. So I try to show them that every day in the effort we put in, not just me, all of my teaching staff, because, you know, I, I say to them, if you don't love kids, then you probably don't need to do this work. Because kids will get on your last nerve. Yep. But you have to remind yourself that they're children. Yep. And if we want them to be better, we have to be the example we want to see. And so we have to lead by example. And so, um, you know, just for one brief moment in time, seems like it worked. You know what I mean? And no matter matter what happens after that, my children at the school and I, have a stronger relationship as a result. And I love that. And, and I think for, for me, and you know this, that th- there is no in-between when it comes to a teacher or a professor. I've had some teachers, most of them, that I still love to this day. Many of them are no longer with us. But I also remember the ones who probably should have been doing something else for a living and how, right. how tormented you are when you are – Uh, in a room with somebody who either has confidence issues or whatever, who shouldn't be teaching. And again, I think the vast majority of educators are rock stars, but I'd like you to speak to that for, so people can hear you that the job and the role of an educator can just not be eliminated. It is so important. The research, the research has shown us if a student or a child is exposed to a negative teacher or a bad teacher in one year, it takes three years for that child to recover. All right? Three years. So the role, a teacher who is going to be with your child eight to ten hours a day, particularly if they're in after-school programs, is extremely important. And we have to think about how we treat our teachers as a society because these are the individuals who are going to be helping to shape and mold our children. So oftentimes what we get in the classroom 
is teacher responding to children how society has responded to them for choosing a profession. So I flipped that around. I treat the teachers really, really well because I want them to treat the kids really, really well. Man or woman's greatest emotional need is to be appreciated. Right. So I have to show the teachers how much I appreciate them as best I can so that they then can show the kids how much we appreciate them as best we can. It's extremely, extremely important as an adult who chooses this profession to understand children need us to be successful. There's no other way to say it. Man. They need us to be successful. And when I say need, like air, yes. like water, yes. like food, yes. like clothing, like shelter, they need us to be successful. And when you understand that a child needs you, then you approach how you work with children. You don't teach subjects. You teach children. You don't teach math. Right. You teach children. Right. And when you approach it from the perspective of he needs me, I'm going to first build a relationship with him or her so I know who he or she is. Now I'm going to help them learn the information necessary. But more important than learning about English, math, science, and social studies, we have to help children learn who they are. We have to make cultural connections with children. Yes. No matter where they come from, no matter where their origin of origination is, we have to make cultural connections with them. I need to understand your neighborhood. Maybe I didn't grow up where you grew up, but help me understand what goes on in your world so I can better approach how I I work with you. Because you don't, you know, you work with students. And I think a lot of educators, and then uh, play, we have to always be in the mindset of helping people because if we find teachers who are not successful in working with kids, we have to help them find other professions as well. Oh, I agree. You know what I, mean? I, I agree with you. You know, it, it's yeah. it is it is something. I think that this is the most positive story uh, for the school system that we've had in a very long time. And and don't get me wrong, there are lots of positive stories. I, I don't mean to say that this there's this is the only positive thing, but for me. It is so amazing because it is an example of the commitment of an educator. It is an example of the, the, the role model's impact, but it is also an example of how children respond when they really yes. know someone believes in them. And that, to me, was the, the biggest mo- part, man. The most impressive thing is the comments those kids wrote in the paper. Or they, quoted, they were quoted in the paper saying, he made me feel like I could do anything. That's, mm. it. That's it. Man. That means more to me than anything. He made me feel like I can do anything because I believe that you can. I really believe you can do anything you put your mind to. It's about hard work, dedication, determination, and never giving up on yourself. Impressive. Never giving up on yourself. Impressive. You know, at, at the end of the day, like as Denzel once said, Without commitment, you can never start. Without consistency, you can never finish. That's it. And so for me... It's about you understanding you can do anything you choose. Yes. If you work hard, you have to work hard. You have to commit yourself, work hard, be dedicated, and be consistent in your efforts to be excellent. Play, I tell the kids every morning, we will relentlessly pursue perfection, (laughs) knowing full well nothing is perfect because no one is. We'll never catch it. But along the way, we'll catch excellence. Man, I don't want to be good. I want us to be great. <laughs> and so the kid, uh, look, look, clear. A, a young man walked up to me and he said, after I wrote on his desk, he told me, thank you. After testing, he woke up, he walked up to me, he said, Mr. Cole. I said, what you got, Xavion? He said, I did my absolute best today. I said, that's it, baby. That's all I want. He said, knowing I won't be perfect, but I will be excellent. Man, I could have cried. Man. I could have cried. Man. Right on the spot. 
It's it's it, right that, the that's the thing, and I'm and it, for anybody who doesn't know Cole, let me tell you, this dude is this way all the time. We were walking in his council district the other day, and I had to at one point say, "Man, I can't walk with Cole. Every five minutes, people want to talk thirty minutes with him." And so I said, yeah. "I got to keep going." Right. And so that's the heart of a servant. And so I, the the other thing, as you know, there has been a lot of discussion about the school system a lot of discussion about what's been happening here and for me i'm often often discouraged by the conversation because it it is it is often not realistic and and on so many levels and that may be a conversation for another day but i think we often underestimate all of the hard work that is actually being done it's not as good as we want it to be but there are a lot of reasons why that's the case. But there are people in the trenches every day trying to help these kids get to their full potential. Clay, Herman Brister Sr., Herman Brister Jr., Adam Smith, uh, Tiffany Quiet, Dr. James Kador, Alisa Welsh, Jeffrey Jones. The list goes on and on and on. I could keep talking all day of individuals who work in the school system who bust their behinds to meet the needs of children every day, and they go unrecognized. Curtis Walker, Maurice Barber, these individuals, Darcy Franklin, are working extremely hard every single day. Amber Boyd, they're trying to change the world by changing the lives of the children they've been charged with working with. Jeremy Kuvion. These are individuals who are really working. And, I, and again, the list goes on and on and on. And it's not that I just happened to do something that caught on one day. Right. But I'm sure there are other stories like mine all over this city where people are working, adults are working, and they're giving up themselves selflessly and tirelessly to make sure kids have what they need in order to be successful. And again, this is a thankless job. I'm thankful and I'm proud that I have been acknowledged for doing such a small gesture in my mind. But at the end of the day, this is what teachers are doing every day. Teachers are putting in this type of work every day. Right. You know, mine just happened to get a little attention. So while I'm humbled and I'm blessed to have had the opportunity to share my story or share that experience with uh, the city and now seems like the world as I'm getting emails from people <laughs> so, so all that's, over the country. Listen, listen that's, like. that's where I want to go next. When, when, when we first yeah. got on the phone before we, we started recording the interview, you were talking about the feedback and the response. Tell me about that, man. It's been insane. I mean, the number of people who responded on social media, the text messages, the phone calls. I had a young lady call me yesterday from a dentist office that I used to go to 10 years ago. And she said, I kept your card for some reason. I saw the story, and I just wanted to call and tell you, thank you for what you're doing for our children. I had a principal in Allentown, Pennsylvania, email me and told me, you made me step my game up starting tomorrow. Thank you for working with our children. <laughs> I've gotten multiple emails from people in New York, D.C., Dallas, who just happened to have a connection to Baton Rouge, and they saw the story. And they sent me text messages, a direct message in my social media accounts to say, hey, man, keep up the good work. The response has been amazingly phenomenal, and I'm just humbled by it. I'm really humbled by it. If, if you had to 
if you could say something to every engaged person in our parish about the school system, and you know, there are all of these discussions to uh, the, the breakup of, of the school system with the bad idea. Yeah. And, and with, with St. George coming and all of that that's happening. If you had a chance to pull all of the interested parties in the room on both sides of this and be able to dialogue with them, how would you open that dialogue and what would you want them to know? I would open a dialogue by first saying this. We all want the same thing at the end of the day. We want our children to be safe in an environment where they can learn. We want them to be safe in an environment where they can learn. And as an individual in this city, what are you doing to make sure schools are safe? How are you making sure schools are safe? Because if we make sure that our schools are really safe, where kids can go in and feel comfortable, and I'm not talking about safe for being harmed. I'm talking about safe for being ridiculed ridiculed for being an individual yeah you understand what i'm saying that's a different type of safety that's a self-esteem safety trust me what are you doing to make sure our children feel safe in the environment they go in where we're being we're asking them to learn information and as a citizen if you're not doing anything here's what you can do go to a school and volunteer go to an after-school program and volunteer to tutor someone take time out of your day to do something for a child in a school go help out on carpool Go help out with kids to transitioning to and from school in the afternoon. Go in and sit down in the cafeteria and eat with kids during your lunch break. Instead of going to the mall or going to a nice restaurant, order in, eat at the school, sit down, have a conversation with a kid, be a mentor to a child, but do it as, as, as a part of their regular school day so that they know when they come to school they're going to see someone who cares, not only their teacher but members of the community. I guarantee you if all of us committed ourselves to sponsoring a child at a school other than the ones who live in the homes with us, we see a change in the school system. You know, I tell my teachers all the time, teach like the parent of every child is standing in the back of the room. All right. Instead of trying to break schools up and break the school district up and take and go do your own thing. We're better together. We weren't put here to be alone. We were put here to be together. Let's work together to meet the needs of children and we'll have a better society. We'll have a better society. There's a saying, if we fix what's going on in society, we can fix what's going on in the schools. I'm going to reverse that. If we fix what's going on in the schools, we will change what's happening in society for the better. Yeah. So it happens every day at the school. So that's what I was saying to someone. You know, we, uh, I guess about three weeks ago, going on three weeks ago as we sit and and have this discussion, uh, we were in, a group of us were in your council district, and you know, as people know with you, you are often in your district. It wasn't the first time for you to be in your community, meeting people and talking with people there, but it was a big group of us who got together, law enforcement, clergy, business, and we walked in the Gus Young area and met some of the more amazing people. Uh, what, what, for you, with that group being there, what did you want them to learn about the folks there and then vice versa? That no matter where you live in this city, no matter where you live in this world, we all want the same thing. I want to feel safe in my community. I want to have opportunities to be able to feel comfortable in the area where I live. I want to get up and walk outside and not have to go far to find fresh produce. If something should happen to me, I want to not have to go too far to get health care. If something should happen to me and I'm in a position to be able to want entertainment, I don't want to have to go far to be entertained. I want to feel comfortable in the community where I live. I have the same desires, wants, and needs as anyone else. If you live in a country club, that's wonderful, that's great. 
but I want to be safe in my house the same way you want to be safe in yours. I want to be able to feel comfortable in my community the same way you want to feel comfortable in yours. I want to walk outside and walk my dog or take my children to the park and not have to worry about any negativity around me. I want to build my community the same way the community you may live in has already been built, but you just want to live there. So again, we want people to understand that people want in communities to be invested in because an investment in the community is an investment in the people who live in that community. And I think the people, I think what people are learning as we walk around in various districts is that we're more the same than we're unalike. Absolutely. And I think that everybody, and we're going to keep doing it. In fact, we're going to come back to Gus Young. And I think you and I kind of talked about, you know, doing some cleanup on some of the empty lots and things there. And really, and for me, man, the biggest thing is, actual action because everybody sits around and they talk and they criticize but very few actually get in there and try to do something and my my speed is more of getting in and doing something which is why and I we so, appreciate you. well and which is why i so admire what you did here with these kids and i'll tell you again i mean i just it blessed me to see that because as a kid i remember the impact positive educators who cared had on me and how on those days where you're just tired or you want to be distracted they were able to positively motivate you to get your head in the game or they were able to get in your behind with love in a way that lets you know okay let me get my stuff together and I cannot I cannot say enough how valuable people in schools are to the future of what our young people become and man, you're just, you, you, I mean, you're one of the best I've ever seen. And, and, you know, I'm not blowing smoke. It's, it's how I really feel. And I'm hoping that what you did set an example for others, like this principal, you said, who say, you know what, man, what Cole did was amazing. Let me do something like that for my kids. If that's where this leads, it's a win for everybody. Hey, let's just hope. I t- as I tell people all the time, never forget. We can change the world if we choose to. Yep. On Sunday, I tried to cho- I chose to make an attempt to change the lives of children by helping them think more positively about themselves by telling them I believe in them. Hopefully, it worked. You know, and at the end of the day, all we can do is get up every day and do our best. And so I'm gonna keep doing that. Well, you know, man, one of the one of the days in the next you know week or so before this school year is over. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll text you, man. I'll come over there and have lunch with with y'all, man, and sit and interact with these kids. I would love to do that. So uh, you're welcome anytime, man, bro. Anytime. Man, I will absolutely do that. And I'm going to tell some other people too. I love that idea. It's just going over, either you know, bringing your lunch or just going in. Because I love interacting with kids. Because there's one thing about them: they're going to tell you the truth. You may not be ready oh, for wait. it, but it's going to come. Brutal and honest. <laughs> Well, man, again, you can't be mad at honest. I appreciate you being back on the show again, man. And at some point in the in the near future, I want to have a longer discussion about some of what you talked about with this school system. Maybe we can wait for the year to wrap up and then come on and just kind of do a look back at this year and what's ahead. Because as you, this summer is going to be something else with all this stuff that's ahead of us. That's right. I would, love, I would love to. I welcome the opportunity and I appreciate always sharing the air with you, with your listening audience. Thank you, brother. This is Dr. Mary Catherine Rodrigue, and I'm Katie Fetzer. We're the owners and co-founders of The Wellness Studio, a mental health practice with locations here in Baton Rouge and Covington. We are also your host for The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com. Our podcast is a journey into the world of mental health. On our show, we're going to discuss some of the various forms of mental health conditions. We're also going to shed light on the various ways our listeners can get a better understanding of how the mind works and why we do what we do. So subscribe today to get The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com, iTunes, and the Talk 107 three mobile app.
And now, today's Manners Minute. Did you know you don't have to drive out of town to find a swamp? The Blue Bonnet Swamp Nature Center is 103 acres of the best of the best nature has to offer in our area. A nature walk that engages the senses. You'll see the beautiful natural setting. You'll hear the sounds of nature. You'll smell the sweet scents of magnolias and pines. You can touch an alligator. You can taste sweet honey from the beehive. The boardwalks link the Cypress Tupelo Swamp to the beach magnolia and hardwood forest. Hundreds of bird species fly in and out all year, and turtles put on a show on logs and branches throughout the park. While snakes are common, raccoons, rabbits, possums, armadillos, foxes, deer, otter, and even an occasional coyote can be spotted enjoying the great outdoors. How do we best show respect for our environment? By enjoying it. For what we enjoy, we take care of. Visit hashtag BRRespect at mannersoftheheart.org to join the movement and sign the pledge. This is the Clay Young Show on podcast225.com. You just can't beat that, huh? I mean, you just can't beat it. And again, I mean, we're so divided when these discussions come up because there are people who benefit from dividing us and keeping us from talking. And I, and, and I don't think having a discussion means that we have to agree. Sometimes agreement is overrated. But I do think having the discussion where everyone is working to try to be honest and get to a solution. And often we can find that while we may disagree on tactic, we agree on end result. And so a compromise on tactic can lead to the result that both sides want. But it takes adults and people in the room who are willing to say, let's make this about the mission and not about the egos and the personalities. And that's hard work. It takes a while to do that. That's not always an overnight thing. Sometimes it takes a while to build towards that. But I do think in the case of our children, they're worth it. They are worth it. They're worth every ounce of energy we can put into giving them the best opportunity to be successful and safe because their impact on the future should be as important to us as our impact on their present. Truth. And what he did, these kids are never going to forget that. They are never going to forget that. That impact, that will be etched into their minds for the rest of their lives. And I am, you know, it's 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 one of those things where when you have done something like that, he's going to value it the rest of his life. He can always look at that and think about that and be proud of the effort and everybody who was involved in and getting him to that idea. But, you know, knowing that, hey, I may have impacted this young person. I may have been one of the first people who they respect to tell them that they can achieve anything. It's amazing. As you can tell, I'm excited about it. I love stories like that that are actual, real, tangible action that led to something, not just BS talk that doesn't benefit anybody. So well done, Cole. Well done, man. So, um, And if you know him, drop him a line, shoot him a text, send him an email. And that thing about going to the school, I'm serious about that. I'm going to get over there. The school year is almost over here, but I'll make the time to do that because I think it's important. It's very important. All right. With that, don't forget our event. Smoke them if you got them is on May 20th. And it is at 5 o'clock at Ben 77. Tickets will be going on sale very shortly. You'll be able to buy them online or get them at the door. Looking forward to seeing you there. 
And with that, we're going to get out of here. You guys enjoy the rest of your day wherever you are. Thank you so much for listening. You can send me an email if you have comments, clay at podcast225.com, clay at podcast225.com. Of course, you can throw me a follow on Facebook. Uh, That is Facebook slash Clay Young or on Twitter at Clay Young BR. You guys have a great one. Have a great one. Hopefully we get the, the, the opportunity to make an impact in our professions in the way that so many educators get to do in theirs. And that is when life is really at a value level. Y'all have a good one. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.